Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 36 Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in their hearts. There is no fear of God before their eyes. For they flatter themselves in their own eyes, that their iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of their mouths are mischief and deceit. They have ceased to act wisely and do good. They plot mischief while on their beds. They are set on a way that is not good. They do not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. All people may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink for the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life, in your light we see light. O oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your salvation to the upright of heart. Do not let the fool, the foot of the arrogant, tread on me, or the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie prostrate. They are thrust down, unable to rise. Genesis chapter 47, verses 13 through 26. Now there was no food in all the land, for the famine was very severe. The land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money to be found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan in exchange for the grain that they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. When the money from the land of Egypt and from the land of Canaan was spent, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? For our money is gone. And Joseph answered, Give me your livestock and I will give you food in exchange for your livestock if your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them food in exchange for their horses, the flocks, the herds, and the donkeys. That year he supplied them with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was ended, they came to him the following year and said to him, We cannot hide from my Lord that our money is all spent, and the herds of cattle are my Lord's. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Shall we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us in our land in exchange for food. With our land we will become slaves to Pharaoh. Just give us a seed, so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. All the Egyptians sold their fields because the famine was severe upon them, and the land became Pharaoh's. As for the people, he made slaves of them, from one end of Egypt to the other. Only the land of the priests he did not buy. For the priests had a fixed allowance from Pharaoh, and lived on the allowance that Pharaoh gave them. Therefore they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Now that I have this day bought you and your land for Pharaoh, here is seed for you, sow the land. And at the harvest you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh, and four-fifths shall be your own, as seed for the field, and as food for yourselves and your households, and as food for your little ones. They said, You have saved our lives. May it please the Lord. We will be slaves to Pharaoh. 
So Joseph made a statute concerning the land of Egypt, that it stands to this day, that Pharaoh should have the fifth. The land of the priests alone did not become Pharaoh's. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 14 through 21. Now the disciples had forgotten to bring any bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They said to one another, It is because we have no bread. And becoming aware of it, Jesus said to them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, Seven. Then he said to them, Do you not understand? Good morning and welcome to the 11th Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 36, Genesis 47, and Mark 8. Um, and it's this story of um, Joseph, in, in Genesis, of Joseph buying land and eventually people uh, in exchange for food during a famine. And uh, one, one thing that uh, should probably be said is that they didn't used to eat livestock all that much. Uh, you'll notice that they're trading their livestock for food, and I thought, well, eat your livestock. But that actually wasn't very common. Um, the sacrificial system included eating meat because the, the priest would sacrifice, burn and sacrifice this an animal, and then they... Sometimes the the crowd would eat the meat of the animal that was sacrificed, but not always. I mean, there are all kinds of different sacrifices, but that was rare. Um, even my parents' generation, um, you know, was, you know, had meat like once a week. Um, every other time, it was starch from vegetables and carbohydrates from fruits and stuff like that. Like it wasn't meat wasn't a big deal. So it wasn't uncommon to trade livestock, or I shouldn't say it wasn't uncommon, but they traded livestock not thinking of it as food in exchange for food. Um, but it's also very possible that they just didn't have the means to prepare it, and someone like the representative from Egypt might have it. Um, but anyway, they keep trading away all this stuff just to get by, just to live. Um, and Joseph is not... Uh, an anti-hero. Joseph is trying to do the right thing. Um, and the mention of slavery uh, is definitely foreshadowing the slavery of the Hebrews, of the the Jewish people. And so um, reading this, uh, the intended audience would have heard in, in all these mentions like, Joseph is doing something problematic. And he is. Um, he's trying to do the right thing. They're coming to him saying, look, Take this stuff and give us food. Um, and you'll notice he even mentions like, look, you know, he could take everything and kind of give them and make them slaves. Instead, he makes them sharecroppers. They are given seed, um, grain, which is thought of as, you know, as a stand-in for food. Um, they're given this grain and said, look, 
eat some of it, but also plow the land and uh, become farmers. And one-fifth of it, give to Pharaoh. Everything else, keep for you and for your little ones. Um, But hearing in this story, this kind of foreboding, um, you know, precursor to uh, Jewish slaves, I think is, is exactly how we are supposed to read it. Joseph is trying to do what he can and should do, just as the people are. Um, they have no food, um, and so they, they trade whatever they have, their land and their labor. Um, and Joseph makes them sharecroppers, which is, I mean, depending on how you, who you ask, is a, a kind of slavery. But, um, uh, I mean, the sharecropping and the chattels, following ch- chattel slavery in the U.S. was not really sharecropping, it was fucking slavery. Anyway, um, but don't mistake that for hysteric historic sharecropping. Um, and then we have this message from the Gospel of Mark where it's kind of gets lost in this and Jesus like <laughs> slapping him upside the head. But he says, what sets it off is he says, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. Um, and in that, he doesn't get to it, but he's saying um, that there's this line from a Derek Webb song that I really like, what you give up to get it is the song, but the line is, it's never quite worth what you give up to get it. Um, Jesus is saying, be careful uh, when you need something from the empire. Be careful when you need something from uh, the religious elites, right? Um, they aren't empire, but they're in bed with empire. Certainly Herod, the Pharisees were more of a mixed bag. Um you know, when you need bread, because they've forgotten to bring bread, be careful who it is you go to to get the thing that you need. Um, because what they expect in return or ask in return might not be, uh, might be a problem. Uh, like uh, Jacob and Esau, right? Um, Jacob conspired with his mother to steal his brother's birthright. Esau was the young, the older twin um, culture dictated that it was him that would receive the, the bulk of their father's blessing. Um, but he, he sees him coming in from the field, hungry, and he says, hey, I'll give you a bowl of soup for your birthright. Um, and Jacob is, in that moment, kind of an ass, and he, he has to repent and be reconciled with his brother later. Um, but be careful, these disproportionate deals, this carrot at the end of the stick that might be held out in front of you, like the people of Egypt. Um, and in each case, it's it's just complicated. It's not inherently wrong or a problem, but be careful, be on the lookout for giving up too much such that it's not worth what you give up in order to get the thing that you're after. Um, when you get in bed with someone, literally and figuratively, I suppose, um, you better know what you're getting. You better be clear-eyed about the exchange that's going on because you'll get taken advantage of. Um, and I I could not help but think of the enlistment document. I don't know anything about commissions and what those contracts look like, but um, the enlistment document uh, for, for the military, for, yes, yeah, DOD, it wasn't just Army. Um, it's a contract. It um, wasn't always 
but you know, in the modern era, it is for the all volunteer force. It's a contract and you know interaction transaction. And in that document, you know, you get money, right? I get college money. I knew I was going in for college money. Um, I tried to be clear eyed about it. I think I think a lot of people have been and are. Um, but there's this one little line that in contract law would make that contract, if not unenforceable, certainly uh, problematic. And that line, it goes something like, um, you know, the, the Department of Defense or the, the party to this document, one part of this document, may um, change the terms of this document without any notice or consent of the other party. Basically, and in, in the military, in the army, the language that we threw around was the needs of the army, right? Everything uh, changes based on the needs, that can change based on the needs of the, the military. Um, now, in a contract, if you were to get in some contract and it's said in there, you know, without any con- consent or blah, 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 a contract, you know, a judge might be like, hmm, that's a problem. Um, uh, you know, you, maybe you signed it, maybe you didn't, but... Um, as clear-eyed as you might try to be, there's still there's still this little thing, this little one fine print line, where it talks about it. Really doesn't matter what you want, what you need. Uh, if I want to, or if one party wants to, everything can change. Um, that's kind of like this. Be careful what it is that you're trading, right? Um, and I, I don't know if I knew at the time, but I signed up in peacetime, you know, before nine eleven. Um, and I knew very much that I wanted college, um, and I had good scores on the ASVAB, so I, I had the, at MEPS, the guy literally gave me his little folder with all these jobs and said, okay, tell me what you want. Um, and I knew I wanted the right job, so I got the, the right college, uh, bonus. Um, and I also wanted Hawaii, which I didn't get, but I did get North Carolina, which is the Outer Banks, which is Wrightsville Beach, uh, cause I was, uh, a little beachhead. Um, and so I got the things I wanted. And I don't think, in my case, I gave up more than I, I should have. Nobody could have anticipated 9-11, um, or at least not anybody at my station in life. Um, and so, it, yeah, it makes me think of this, of the enlistment process. Um, and Jesus kind of saying, like, look, be careful, the yeast of the DOD, right? Um He's not saying it's rotten. He's not saying, uh, you know, you can't or shouldn't. But when you need something, be wary of those who have it and what they're going to ask of you in order to get it. Be careful um, for, you know, those exchanges where it's never quite worth what you give up to get it. Um, Before you know it, you could be sharecroppers for for empire. Um, You could be um, doing things that you didn't anticipate um, and so beware of the yeast of, uh, of those who have plenty, um, offering it to those who have less, um, be clear eyed in our, our, you know, decision making. Don't sell your soul for pittance. Don't sell your birthright for a bowl of soup. Um, you know, not only is there clearly some, uh, injustice there, but also, it's not worth what you're giving up in order to get this, you know, the, the great thing that you're giving up, whether it's your birthright or your freedom or your soul, um, 
it's it may not be worth you know the the cup of soup the the day of bread um that's being offered and to to be careful for selling uh something that you have of great worth uh for be careful of of underselling it essentially a prayer for victims of addiction from the book of common prayer O blessed Lord, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.